0: Welcome to another episode of the Midnight Founders Podcast. Today, we're excited to be here with Primo Golf. We have Maddie, Jason, and Jordan, who are cousins. And there's a fourth cousin that's not here today that we'll talk about. But uh, they've started an awesome golf apparel company. And I'm excited to introduce them to the listeners, but also learn a little bit more about their story and kind of how Primo got started. Uh, So with that, let's dive in.
1: Let's do it. And what we learned is that Here's the Primo right here, and these two are brothers, so yeah. <laughs> that's the connection.
2: Yes. Well, we should say Primo for those who don't speak Spanish. Primo <laughs> yes. means cousin in Spanish. That's right. So that's kind of where the name comes from. Yeah, I love it. So we refer to ourselves as the Primos
0: often. Cousins.
2: I mean, yeah. Have we're you guys always been friends,
0: or did you fight? Because I fought with my cousins growing up.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we have like spent time together since the moment we were born. Yeah. Like, we're probably more like brothers than cousins, honestly.
3: I remember being in a high chair, looking over. You were in the other high chair. So. Yeah.
2: So we, we grew up in a little town in Northern California called Ripon, Ripon, California. Oh, Ripon. Um, about a mile away from each other. Huh. <laughs> so we literally did everything together. That's it. awesome. Cool.
1: And you're still friends, which is amazing.
4: Yeah. Yes. At this point, most of the fighting is probably just the brothers, <laughs> not, not as much the primos. But
1: so, Matt, you, Matt, you don't hear a lot of the fighting, then. Oh no, I no, hear all of it. Breaking oh, it all he's breaking it up. He's the peacemaker, like <laughs> oh, trying to. Okay.
4: He hears Bring it, it all. He Maddie. hears it, exactly. but he doesn't cause it like
0: we do. So. Okay, <laughs> yeah. got it. Cool. So, is it an older brother? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he probably caused most of the fighting. I'm the oldest, so I caused all the Same. fights of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's not here to defend himself. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll go we'll with say that. whatever we want. Right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So whose idea was it?
4: Maddie?
2: So kind of how it came to be. So Jason and I used to work at a company together called 4up. So 4up is a golf software company that was started here in Utah. Um, awesome company. I, I love 4up. I love those guys. So... Couple years in, I worked there for a total of five years before leaving for Primo. But Jason and I were both there. And basically, how it came to be was that so we all grew up golfing together. Golf is a big part of, you know, we, I'm sure we'll touch more on that later. But, you know, we love to golf. So here in Utah, it gets cold. Trying to find golf pants was like kind of hard, something that fit well, looked good. So I had recently gotten a pair of joggers from a buddy um i used to be anti-jogger like i don't know if you guys are into joggers or not but for some reason it's kind of like a hot topic especially in golf but anyway so i had these, these meaning it's a no-no you don't do
1: that well is that, is
2: that what you mean some people think that oh, okay. some people are like okay. joggers do not belong golf
4: could the be golf so course.
0: traditional and people are like no you have yeah. to do it this traditional you know. polo exactly yeah we have a couple guys in the office that like wear joggers in the wintertime because they can wear like a pullover over yeah. the top of it and it for looks sure. like they have yes. slacks on with a belt, but they're wearing like the primo joggers. <laughs> for sure.
1: You're talking to two jogger fans here. I think they're so comfortable. Well, great. Yeah. It's
2: perfect. And and for sure, like the world is moving more to a place where yeah. joggers are like just totally normal. Um, but anyways, so I had gotten some joggers that I really liked. They're a stretch waistband though. So like tucking in a shirt didn't look very good. Yeah. So it kind of got the wheels turning about like, man, I could make some joggers. So I Jason worked at Four Up like I was saying. So I like walk over to him and I'm like, "Hey, we should make golf joggers." And at that point, you know how ideas are. People have ideas all the time. So it was kind of just like, "Yeah, let's do it." So this was actually what we were just trying to find on our phone and It's it's two and a half years ago, so we haven't found it yet. But I think I I sent a text to Jordan, Jason, and Kirk, and I was like, hey, I've got this idea to make golf joggers. And they're like, okay. All in. (laughs) You know, at that point, when you hear an idea like that, like, it's just, all right, sure.
1: So were you guys like, yeah, let's do it? Or were you guys like,
4: eh, I don't know, tell us more? I don't know if I fully believed, but I was so excited about the possibilities that could come out of it. I... A lot of what we talked about early on was we're going to create this cool jogger company so that we can have this really fun warehouse mm. and do really fun things in there, kind of like Dude Perfect. And that was like a majority of our early talks. The fantasy thing. If I'm being honest, it was like <laughs> exactly. we were thinking yes. about the end game of all the cool, fun stuff we would do. We didn't really think about how we would get there as much, but I don't know, it was enough to get me all in and excited about it. So,
3: Yeah, I don't remember any hesitation I had never worn joggers in my life before, so. Well, and a big You're part like, of the
2: story, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the heck's a jogger?" A big part of the story is that we're, one time we were at uh, their parents' basement, and Jordan was wearing some pants that, you know, it's like you don't always notice people's pants, people's pants, but for some reason, I was like, "Jordan, what pants are those?" Because I got style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and he had a job where you had to kind of wear dress dress your pants, right? Yeah. At that point. Yeah. So you know, he showed me the pants are kind of stretchy. I'm like, Man, those are sweet. So that was like all happening around the time that I was wearing these joggers and I was trying to find some good golf pants. So, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of played in together. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there, there was no real hesitation from any of us. It was more just like, all right, we got nothing to lose. Let's, you know. See what can come of this. So did
1: you all jump ship same day and start building Primo or was it kind of a gradual?
2: Transition? So the the jumping ship didn't happen um, for a long time as far as like our full-time jobs go. So we it was uh, like December 2019 when kind of the idea really started to gain some traction amongst us. And then that's when we started getting samples. You know, this is pre-pandemic. Um, so... We started getting samples like into 2020 um, and we finally launched. It was June, June 15th, 2020. It's like the first day that we pre-sold an item. Um, so, you know, it, it took, it took a little bit of time, but really not that much time huh. to well, get the process. Well, and considering
0: yeah. like there's a month in there that just disappeared for everyone, Yeah, yeah. you know, so what, it took four months, five months to get it off the ground. That's awesome. Well, that and
1: and uh, during the pandemic, everyone's online, right? Because there's not a lot more to do. So maybe that, was that a factor in kind of your growth? Huge. Well, I
3: remember like, Maddie, I don't know if we should do this because, you know, COVID, like what's going to happen? And we were leaving his house. He's in the driveway. And the risk was pretty small. 250 pairs was like our first order. And Jason and I were about to get in the car. And he's like, you know what? Let's just do it. We're like, all right, just do it, whatever. Just go for it. And He did, so... Well, and golf
0: took off during COVID. Like, Oh, the timing was perfect. Yeah, Yeah. like you guys nailed it.
2: Well, one aspect of that is, so Jason's job at 4UP, I mean, I should let you.
4: Yeah, so I I did data analytics at 4UP. And like you mentioned, it's like a golf software. Um, And so essentially a lot of the data I was looking at at the time of the pandemic as it was starting, um, I was able to see golf literally doubled in size. Like the people trying to find outdoor activities when they couldn't really do anything else, Um, the amount of people going to the courses and trying to get into golf or get back into it, um, golf doubled. And like you mentioned, um, online shopping also became more prevalent. And it was just like a perfect combination. We couldn't have been luckier in the time that we actually started a golf jogger online business so it was really cool
0: so
1: you almost had the inside track to see whoa this is growing right before our eyes
0: yeah pretty much. Yeah, exactly yeah. and I think like that was about the time when you had to start paying in advance for the courses and like like it just got so crazy you'd have to book a tea time like two weeks in advance and before it was well, never and that's that,
2: literally like, the company that we worked at the company that you would book most yeah of the, especially of here in Utah I mean we, we were having to come out with new features in our software that would allow people to, you know, but like have to pay before yeah. and courses were adopting that like crazy because everything had to be touchless. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, it was right in front of us, what was happening in the golf industry and like, we didn't know that was going to happen when we started having this idea for Primo. So, you know, obviously it has taken a lot of work to get to where we are. <laughs> but for sure, there's been some luck. Um, and we're very aware of that. <laughs> but we've, we've done our best to take
0: advantage of it. Yeah, heck yeah. So did you guys, when you first initially started with the idea, was it that you would be a uh, direct-to-consumer brand or have you always wanted to get into the retailers? What was the kind of strategy there? So
2: initially, it was direct-to-consumer and still, to this day, for the most part, like that's the bulk of our business. Um, so Jordan mentioned it. We started with 250 pairs of our dark gray joggers. Um, we had gotten some samples. We, so when we launched, we literally had one sample. Well, I should say we got samples from like four or five different manufacturers. But the final sample, it was one pair of joggers. And so our idea was to, to pre-sell them. So we put in an order for 250. Jason was the model. Jason the was, was the model.
0: <laughs> I think you're still on the website too, right? Oh,
3: he's yeah, yeah, all yeah. over our <laughs> website. Clean yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So,
0: the fame of a model. Thank you. Oh,
2: well, yeah. <laughs> you guys have to see the picture though. Honestly, we, we owe like a lot of our initial success to this one specific <laughs> picture. I'll, I'll try to find it just to show yeah, you. So basically, I mean, I, Jason I need, loves I to talk about minutes. this, but he... Uh, his body's built a little different than the average human. Okay. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Yeah, it comes right. up often. But there's this picture of him wearing the joggers. And to most people looking at this picture, and the context is Facebook or Instagram because we're running ads. Right. So we run this ad of him wearing these joggers, which are pants that are too short. His shirt's a little too tight. His muscles are a little bit too big. His butt is like a little bit too much in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> but like people went crazy. Over this ad, like so the, the return that we were seeing on these ads, it was like a 15 row on Facebook, which is crazy. Like, so basically these ads that we were running initially were like, we were making $15 for every $1 we were putting into these ads. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I was, I, yeah so hard. <laughs> as i was holding that golf club my arms were shaking you can't see
0: that in the picture well you can see the triceps and that's not <laughs> yeah. normally a muscle that gets involved with your golf swing <laughs> it's not
2: your average golfer right there we'll yeah
0: we always i don't know what i was trying there
2: but. so that picture was huge in our in our launch i mean it's kind of funny right it's just a picture but we sold Both out that those 250 in a
0: week wow
2: and we didn't have them it was all pre-sale on our website everyone knew that it was pre-sale um so we sold out so we went to our manufacturer manufacturer ordered 250 more sold those out again so like before we even had received any product we'd already sold over 500 pairs of these joggers and we had only received one sample <laughs> it could have come and just in been a 32 trash
1: yeah was well, it a local manufacturer like how are you getting? no overseas okay
2: and so it we had a 32 regular which we have th- we have a few different lengths a regular is like you're basically 32 inseam so we had 500 pairs of joggers coming in like 12 different sizes to start and we had never received any of those sizes so we were like well, I guess we're gonna ship these out and see what happens and Absolutely. it wasn't perfect like we we sent those out and we found out that our waist size was a little bit too small so like a thirty two fit more like a thirty one hmm. and so our returns were like kind of high, but like people still loved them so they're like they don't quite fit but like I love them caused so them like- to
1: look like that picture exactly right
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we learned you know and our sizing's a lot better now than it was then and we now have way more sizes than we did initially but this launch was like exceeded all expectations that that we would have had because in our mind we're like well if we don't sell these we'll just you know have I'm christmas no, gifts oh, well, and sell no pants and like? so classifieds
1: <laughs> how did you know about pricing strategy and where to price them and how did you just look online at comparables or what what did you do for that
2: well yeah It's funny because we get questions like this occasionally of like, you know, how did you know what to price them? How did you know this or that? We didn't know anything. (laughs) Like we, a lot of what we still do is figuring it out as we go. So of course we did research. It wasn't like we didn't do anything, but we did that. We looked at what other brands were selling similar products for. We looked at where we wanted to be in relation to these other golf brands, because we had a lot of brands that we looked up to, um,
1: like which ones? I'm
3: curious.
2: So I mean, there's there's some classic ones like
3: Travis Matthew uh-huh. Foot Joy
2: Big makes Boy. really good stuff. Reason, Grayson yeah. is probably Reason. one that we like admire the most because they're a newer brand. Um, they sell golf joggers, you know, and, and they've had a lot of success and they do things really well. So we had some people to look at, and then but then we also like. We thought about like where do we want to be, like do we want to be a cheaper brand? Do we want to be a more expensive brand? But we felt like the best place to start would be somewhere in the middle, and then grow. You know, hopefully grow to a point where we can continue to sell more higher quality products. You know, to where we can make make our way to a higher quality brand, but not not be too expensive to where people are, you know, blown away. I mean, we so eighty nine dollars is what we sold the joggers for, Mm -hmm. um, which For most pants, people would be like, holy crap, I'm not going to spend 80. Like, we still get comments on Facebook and Instagram. It's like, no way I'm spending $89 on a pair of pants. But then you get other comments of like, oh, well, compared to other brands, like, this is a great price.
0: Yeah, I mean, if their alternative is they're going to go buy, like, a pair of khakis from Walmart, right? then you're not competitive. But if you're, like, comparing it with the Travis Matthew pant, then,
1: yeah. And that's not your audience anyway, the Walmart shoppers Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, They're not going to be your long-term customers
2: at all. Well, and knowing that we were gonna be in the golf industry, kind of afforded us the opportunity to go a little higher and You know, generally people that golf have a little bit more money to spend and are used to spending a little more money on.
3: Pro V1s, I mean, you're hitting a $5 golf ball <laughs> out of bounds every day anyways, you know? Or multiple $5 exactly. golf balls out of bounds every In my day. case, for sure.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, this is your first venture, though. You hadn't done any sort of entrepreneurship ventures prior to Primo, or, or had you?
2: So, I had, when I was at BYU, I had a little startup. Um, ultimately, you know, didn't, wasn't a success in the sense of, like, making a ton of money with it. But, so it was a mobile app for buying and selling stuff. It was called Flip. And it was me and my brother and then a two, two of our friends. You know, and it was a fantastic experience. It lasted like two or three years, the whole process. We released on iOS and Android and had some decent traction. But for something like that, you need to have millions of downloads, you know. So, So ultimately, like you could say it didn't like you could call it a failure, I guess. But we, the four of us that did that, we don't look at it like that because we all got jobs stemming from that and we all gained so much experience. Um, and for sure there have been times with Primo where things have been easier because of some things that I learned from that.
0: That's awesome. Jason, Jordan, cool. did you guys grow up in an entrepreneurial household, or did you think you would be entrepreneurs growing up?
3: I mean, our dad was an entrepreneur in a sense. He had his own business, but me personally, no. I, w- I wanted a nine-to-five you know, paycheck, and that's The route I was going. Then Primo pulled me into this, and I'm happy to be. (laughs) No complaints. Yeah,
4: I I haven't had so much experience. A little bit. I I took business in school, um, graduated from BYU Idaho. And so we had like a semester where we ran an on campus business. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say that was a full, real entrepreneurial experience, but I definitely learned a lot. And when we were talking about like, where are we going to price? How are we going to enter the market? Um, I remember having conversations about, oh, I learned about disruption theory um, in my business classes. Maybe we should kind of do that angle as we push into the market um, to make sure we're we're getting started off on the right foot. So, I mean, there was a lot of guesswork because a lot of this was brand new and we have no idea what the heck we're doing. Um, but you know, a little bit of experience that I think each of us have pulled from from our past. So.
1: What are your roles in the organization? What do you each do? Or do you have that? I mean,
2: they're relatively loose. Mm. Um, But I'll do a lot with product development, marketing, website. Um, I mean, kind of how it's gone is I I was the first one to go full-time. I went full-time, I think it was like April of 2021. So a lot of the things, just because I had the most time to put into it, a lot of the things I would kind of figure out Um, and then as Jordan and Jason have been able to come on, they've been able to take over some of those responsibilities. So,
4: yeah, I, I would say probably a bunch of little things, but the biggest is I do all of our reorders. So looking at inventory and knowing we need to order this many colors and this sizes at this time to get it by this time. Um. I do that. I do a lot of our number stuff. I, I manage our Shields account, hmm. which at this point is our, our only retail partner because um, we're mostly e-commerce. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of everything. I do some of the modeling and get roasted <laughs> on Instagram. Um, so that's probably my most important role, I would say. That one, I think. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? You guys are doing all your
0: own fulfillment though, too. So that's a big mm-hmm. job. I've been in the warehouse and see seen what you were working with. So. Well that's what
4: Jordan was doing for the longest time and it became too big. I mean he can probably answer that better, but
0: Well I was actually
3: living in California trying to work a job out there and I was doing customer emails just when I could find time. And eventually came back here and I did like all the fulfillment and all the customer emails and all that. But luckily we have someone who's doing that now. So
2: well, and then something I should mention was for the first almost year, um, Kirk, the, the other brother that's that's not here today, we were in his basement for like almost the first year, nice. and his wife was doing pretty much all the fulfillment. <laughs> so, for for that first bit, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, at first, like we didn't know what this was going to become. So, it was like, oh, sweet, we got like five hundred dollars in orders today. Oh, sweet. We did a thousand dollars in order in orders today. And it just kept growing and growing. And then we got to a point where it's like, we have to get out of the basement right now because we have an order of, I mean, I don't remember what it was. It was like 8,000 pairs of joggers that were on their way and it just wasn't going to (laughs) fit. So, (laughs) so we got a warehouse in Orem. (laughs) It's funny how it's all worked out. Cause so we got that warehouse is like 1500 square feet, which to us felt huge. And we're like, we can be here. Like we signed a two year lease.
3: Yeah. We're looking around and we're like, this is plenty of space. <laughs> Too much even. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so then like six months in, we're like, crap, we don't fit anymore. So we got another unit there at that, in that same kind of park. And then now we're the, hasn't even been a year. And we are about to sign a lease on like a 10,000 square foot warehouse. Wow. And, congrats. <laughs> that's cool. Which just feels crazy. You know, like it's at this point, it's kind of taken on, life of its own yeah. and we're just trying to keep up with it and trying to like make the right decisions and hire the right people um, but it's been crazy
1: well let me ask you about that because when we mentioned oh we're talking to the guys at primo later today in the podcast one of my team members said oh man my husband that's all he wears he is a diehard <laughs> fan so how have you been able to create that that um, rating fan if you will for primo
2: so that's been a huge goal of ours. So thank you for sharing that experience. I won't say the name, but hey, uh, it's all good. It's a thing. Right? Um, well, And, you know, we've been lucky enough to see that. We, we travel as much as we can to go to, to follow some of the athletes that we sponsor. And we'll meet people that will be like, oh, you're the primo guys. And it kind of boosts our ego a little bit. I still can't get used to <laughs> <We> it.
4: <got laughs> I'm thinking, like, you've heard of us. I don't know who you are. That's weird. Yeah. They'll Just, be like, you guys have the so best strange. joggers in the game. Well, they all know
1: you because you've been on Instagram, right? Oh, yeah, the the guy who wears the small shirts, (laughs) extra mediums.
2: Um, but to your point, like it's been a really important thing for us to create a loyal customer. Um, we're lucky because it's a unique product. Um, there's a few things that we've done that I think has made people really loyal to these pants, one of them being sizing. So we, we carry right now waist size 28. 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 38, 40. And then we carry a short length, a regular length, a tall length, and in some sizes, an extra tall length. Which we're stocked out of, which is my fault. That's my job to. <laughs> well, make sure they that go like happen. crazy. Yeah. What
3: is it, like 31 SKUs per color? Yeah. 31 which options. I,
2: I'm sure that if we were to go to like some business consultant, <laughs> they would tell us to never do that. Like, I'm sure of it. that has, there's happened. no way. I don't
4: know if you remember, but that exact thing did happen. Yes. we went to like a meetup with local entrepreneurs and he, his main piece of advice for us was to simplify our sizing. And then that's when we would start to, to really see things take off.
2: Yeah. And who knows, I'm sure someone's going to listen to this and be like, those guys are idiots. Yeah, that probably they're going to regret that yeah. someday. But the reality is that it, people find their size. And then they're like, like, for example, if someone is five foot six and a 31 waist, it's really hard for that person to find the right pair of pants. So what that ends up happening is they, they have to find something and get it hemmed or whatever. But we have a pant that like fits them out of the box. So that's one thing that creates these loyal, these fans. Cool. And then on top of that, you put them on and they're stretchy and they're really breathable. Wear them to work. Yeah, people like wear them everywhere.
3: looking but comfortable.
2: Totally. If you, if you read our reviews, that's a big review. People yeah. are like, "My wife loves them. I wear them everywhere. I never take them off." <laughs> and so yeah, that's a big part of it. And then marketing-wise, we, we try to be, we try to be loyal to the game of golf um, and really like get behind golfers that are chasing the dream. So we've signed a few professional golfers. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but there's something called the Corn Ferry Tour, which mm-hmm. is kind of the level. It's like the AAA uh-huh. of golf. That's kind of the uh-huh. comparison. Um, so we've signed a few guys that that play on there, and then we've also signed a few uh, players from the BYU golf team. Now that they can do the NIL deals, and so we we do our best to to tell their story and. The, the response that we get from people is that they love to see that they love, they kind of love what the Primo brand represents. We're not perfect, you know, and we're still trying to improve that. Um, but it, it, it seems based off of conversations and feedback that we get from talking to people that people really kind of connect with that and feel like they're part of a brand. You're
1: and, not just all about the professional golfer then essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's we're just, too.
2: yeah. Right. Huh.
0: I have a cousin that, uh, is really good at golf, and so I caddied for him at the the Utah Amateur. Uh, I can't remember. He's gonna kill me for not knowing. Is it
2: the Utah State Stadium?
0: Yeah, the one at uh, Soldier Hollow. Yeah, yeah, the Stadium. And uh, and it was fun to see all of those golfers that are like at that level uh, because I'm like a, I'm a terrible golfer. Uh, <laughs> you know, I play way too much softball to ever like get a consistent swing. You got
1: the Happy Gilmore swing. Huh? I mean, I
0: can hit the ball good, but like I. For like 18 holes, I can't get, you know, I'm like a nineties guy, uh, Nothing but wrong with that. yeah, but like to see that level of golf with people that are just, just playing like, you know, a couple times a week or once a week or whatever, it was fun to watch. Uh, so I like that you're kind of focusing on that level and, and the top tier of that level, obviously with like the college athletes and, and I, I looked through your Instagram today and saw that you're sponsoring a couple of those college athletes. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool.
2: Yeah, we're actually doing something really cool with them tomorrow. We're, we're kind of starting a, I'm not, we haven't like come up with a name for it yet, but kind of a campaign where we are going to have them design some of their own apparel and so their names are Carson Lundell and David Timmons. So they're going to come in, we're going to have our product designer come in. We're actually going to have them design a few of their own things, like their own hat, their own polo and kind of do a marketing campaign around that where 15% 15% of any sale goes to them in an effort to help them chase their dream oh, that's of becoming cool. a professional. That's golfer. Cool. Didn't
0: David win the, the state stadium? Am.
2: He played really well. He didn't ultimately win though. Oh. He got pretty far. Um, but they, they both just played in the U S am. Yeah. Um, so which we went out to, it was in New York. Well, technically New Jersey. Um, but, there's over 7,000 golfers that try to qualify for the USM. And then from there 312 golfers make it, which David and Carson both made it. And then they both made the cut, which basically means they were in the top 64 of, of the golfers that played. Um, and so we were out there following them and it was so fun because it's so, it's such a big deal in the golf world. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it was, it was so fun to support them and, and honestly, like from a high level, like one of the coolest parts of Primo is the fact that we get to interact with these elite golfers because we, we all have golfed, you know, since we were 12 together. And so now we're like starting to rub shoulders with these golfers that are, are like legit. You're idols <laughs> from the beginning day. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Whenever we feel like we're playing pretty well, we look at those guys and you're like, no, I start. Yeah. We'll,
0: yeah. That's so fun. So it obviously hasn't all been rainbows, uh, since you started. So what's kind of like the craziest thing that's happened to you guys.
2: So this is going to be a lame answer, but I think the craziest thing that has happened and we'll probably look back and laugh about this, but is the fact that nothing crazy has happened yet.
1: (laughs) Nothing. You better knock on some wood right now. I know, (laughs) but like we,
2: we've talked about that recently. Um, there's this idea of product market fit and where like, if you have the right product that the market's ready for, it just kind of takes off and that's what these joggers have been. Um, of course there's little things here and there where it's like, we have disagreements about, you know, what colors or what designs or, you know, things like that,
0: what size Jason should wear photo shoot <laughs> just the ad yeah, the important stuff yeah.
2: but like it's uh, it feels a little like sometimes we get a little spooked out by it because it's like nothing crazy has happened yet and we haven't had experience creating an apparel company before like we haven't done this before but but we do our best to like talk to other people that have been through it do our research make one thing that's really helped us avoid any major mistakes is that we start small with anything that we do. Like the 250 joggers. Like we started at a point where it's like if these don't sell, it's really not that big of a deal.
1: So you're mitigating your risk all along the way.
2: Yeah. So and you know we haven't taken on any investment. We we have no pressure from any outside source to do anything. So between the four of us, we're able to go back and forth and like really disagree with each other's ideas when we need to and do our best to try to not do anything stupid. And we haven't yet. Yeah.
1: Okay. This is interesting. So, so Jason and Jordan, maybe you guys weigh in. Cause there's gotta be something well, crazy that's happened.
4: There's definitely been failures on certain products. And maybe not even failure, it's just something
1: like no one would believe or some crazy story you're going to tell at a dinner That's party
4: what I was stressing about on the way here, I was trying to come up with something that would be a good answer to that. And
0: <laughs> we even prepped them ahead of time. <laughs>
4: I, that's literally what we were talking about like on the we way here. On our homework. but it, Other than just petty arguments and hurt feelings, it's been <laughs> the biggest thing, to be honest. Because it, we were lucky when we started this, we almost did it in a way as if, it didn't feel like it was all on the line. There wasn't all the stress because Jordan had a good job. Me and Maddie had good jobs. Um, Kirk, who's not here, he still has such a great job that it hasn't enticed him to, to come full time yet. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's a big part of it. And really starting small to mitigate our, our small failures and stop them there is huge. Um, and just always having the mindset that we're not gonna release something unless we actually really, really love it has for the most part worked out really well because we feel like okay if we love it at least some people will like it to you know justify moving forward with this product so
1: interesting so you you guys would consider yourselves the target market that you're trying to market to because you use it all the time as well absolutely i i discovered yeah i
4: discovered joggers in 2015 for the first time ever i was actually living in australia and i was like oh what are these these are some unique pants And I I never really made that connection. um, That okay, I never thought I would own a jogger company at that point, but here we are. Here you are. (laughs) It's random.
1: Jordan, how about you? Anything from your. I think we need the
3: we need the fourth primo here to bring up all the juicy uh, Uh (laughs) arguments. No, I mean there's there's petty things. I'm a pretty opinionated person. I've, you know, probably yelled at. Everyone, <laughs> once or twice. You pick some fights. Yeah. I, I like to pick fights here and there. And Are you the youngest brother? I'm not, actually. You're the middle? I'm yeah, the J- Jason's a baby. I'm a year and a half older than him, and then Kirk is 10 years older mm-hmm. than us. Well, I, I, I don't know. Matty's been very gracious in offering us this opportunity, this journey to come along with him. and we're just I'm just trying to do my best to like, <laughs> what I think would help Primo the most. So I, yeah, it's my intention
4: with all the downside of getting into business with family, there's a lot of upside as well. Cause no matter if we think each other, the other people have, you know, bad ideas or stupid opinions, we all definitely trust that they have the best interest in mind of the company. Like no matter what Maddie does, if I think it's a bad idea, I know he's doing it thinking it's going to help Primo the most. So like all, mm-hmm. most of the arguments I'll say most. Have been on that level of is it good for primo and usually that that stops it from getting really you know hurt feelings to kind of a level
1: of trust that just doesn't exist yeah no matter
4: what yeah we
2: we we have that trust in each other that
1: that's cool it's cool it's It's rare too we talked about it
2: early on that like you always hear this idea of like don't go into business with family it's like it's like people say that all the time and we knew from the very beginning when we all had to put in, I don't remember what it was, 2,500 bucks or something for our first order. Maybe it was a little more than that. Like we're doing this and we're family. <laughs> like we know what we're getting into, but the decision was like, we're going to use that kind of as a chip on our shoulder. And we're going to make sure that that is a strength of our company and not a weakness. Even though, yeah, like there are things that happen here and there where it's like freaking Jordan or whatever
0: <laughs> or Jason,
2: freaking Jason, freaking Kirk. Like uh, we, yeah. I mean, Jason nailed it with what he said. God, yeah. It sounds cool. like
0: you guys hold each other accountable and cool. that's important in a business. Yeah. Uh, so what's next for Primo?
2: We've got a bunch of new products coming out. Um,
0: 42, 42 more SKUs. <laughs> well, I mean, if you count up all the sizes, it's probably like,
4: probably pretty. Accurate. That's a good well, guess. No, I mean, if you
2: consider the SKUs, five sk- SKUs per item per color so well over 100 probably 140 oh well but that's 28 well there's we've got hoodies coming in a few different colors quarter zips coming in a few different colors crew neck sweaters um currently we only do a blade collar style polo we're gonna do eight new colors of that and then eight new colors of a traditional polo i've got 10 hat designs in the works more towels uh ladies
1: what you're wearing now
2: is that an existing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, similar to this. Um, yeah. I mean, along these lines, there's a few different styles that, that we're working on. But um, a ladies line is something that, that we're really wanting to do for, well, we've been wanting to do it for a while. It's just hard it's just tough, to get off the we're ground. we're
3: ladies and we have no idea yeah. how to make ladies clothes. Bro.
2: Right. Um, but that's a big thing. Um, and then... Marketing content is, is a really big thing for us. We just hired a full-time uh, photo, video guy, um, and he's been kind of working with us, contract for the last almost year, but we just brought him on full-time to really like step up our game there. We took him to New York with us to make some content. Tomorrow when we have our, our BYU guys come in, he's going to be there kind of documenting the whole experience. Like We want to show people what it's like to build an apparel company like we want people to be a part of the journey
1: so behind the scenes kind of totally yeah we want
2: okay. i mean behind the scenes but also like out at a tournament but also like you know in the studio like all all the different we want we want people to see we want people to feel like they're kind of a part of the primo primo journey uh, i feel like a lot of companies miss out on that um
1: they show only the part they want you to see kind of the the curated studio stage yeah thing, yeah hmm. interesting so you're authentic is what you're going we for.
2: want to try to be as much as possible hmm. for sure I like that and i think one thing that well, you you kind of just asked a question about us being our own target market like we are our tar- target market um and i think that is very helpful um
1: doesn't always happen that way
2: right it's a huge benefit i uh <laughs> I'm probably one of the biggest... I think I'm the biggest golf nerd that I know. Like, I don't know anyone that knows more about no golf contest. than I do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> biggest golf nerd you'll ever meet right
2: there. I'm sure... Like, I know there are bigger golf nerds. Like, I'm not saying I'm the biggest, but I'm one of the biggest that I know. So, the like, I I was, I was just joking with them. Like, I don't watch the news. I watch golf, the Golf Channel. <laughs> and I listen to golf podcasts. And so, I know more than I probably should what's going on in the golf world to like the top golfers, what's going on with all the different golf leagues, golf trends, everything with golf equipment. Like so that's really helpful because it, it's helpful in a lot of ways, but it's really helpful. Like when we're trying to, to develop relationships with, with real golfers to be able to speak their language and know people that they know and, you know, be able to not look like a fool.
1: Talk the jargon, talk the talk.
2: Right. Yeah. So, so I think it really shines through in all that we do with our ads and our marketing material, mm. because it's really important for us in everything that we shoot that you can tell that they're a real golfer because there's some brands that will post ads where it's like,
3: they're swinging a club and you're like, this person's <laughs> never made a golf swing in their life. Yeah. You could even tell like, if they're I just holding it point, wrong. It's, you know? it's, it's, yeah, so it's like cringy to look at go, oh man. Yeah. We would be posers, Jake.
1: That's I know how to do. hold a golf club, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I could fake my way through an ad,
0: I think. <laughs> I love it. If they saw the whole swing, they'd be like, hey, he spent way too to much time playing kind of, baseball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. that's great. What, um,
1: just rapid fire, what, what's a, a piece of <clears> advice you can give to other entrepreneurs? starting their companies or they're, or they're scaling their companies, or they're getting ready to exit their company. What, what would you tell them?
2: For, for entrepreneurs that are wanting to get started, I would say, I mean, this is super cliche to say, but like, just do it. Like, so when we first had the idea for Primo, it was very much just an idea, but I reached out to one of my buddies who does a lot of sourcing. Um, and so we went to lunch with him and he kind of walked me through how to find a good manufacturer. So, we just did it. Like we reached out to a bunch of manufacturers, we got samples from them and there were a lot of things that we didn't know how to do, but we just did it. And I think that's where a lot of people, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. They're like, I'm sure it's been the same for everyone in this room where it's like, I've got this idea to do this. And it's, it's fun to support people and tell people that their idea is good. But like so few people will actually get to the point where they have a product, whether it's a physical product or like a software product that actually works. And of course, there's a lot of validation that goes on. But like for us, it was just a matter of like we just stayed steady. And there were a lot of points where we easily could have been like, like Jordan mentioned it, where we were on my on my driveway and I'm just like, let's just do it. Let's just do it.
3: I was hesitant. I was like, are you sure? And you're like, screw it. Let's just do it.
2: Right. Okay. So I know that's like a really basic tip, but like if you're someone that's considering an idea, like just take the next step, like whether it's ordering a sample or whether it's coming up with a prototype, like don't like, don't get tripped up and just give up. Get to the point where like when the true test of whether, when Primo was going to fail or succeed was June 15th, 2020, when we pressed publish on the Shopify site, it was like, all right, so many people have told us they'd buy these, but now they've got to put in their credit card information and press pay now. And so it was like, all right. Cool. Cha-ching. It was really cool because the orders come in on your iPhone. It's a crazy feeling. Yeah. It's really crazy. So Cool. So, yeah.
4: How about you, Jason and Jordan? You know I'm trying to think back on these past two and a half years and you know one thing I've noticed is that there's a lot of people around and you might not know it but they have so much knowledge and information that they're so willing to share and most people when you tell them about oh I have this idea or we're trying out this thing we're like just doing it and trying to figure out even though we don't really know what we're doing um, if we can make this work people are so happy to help you in any way that they can. Be like, oh, let me connect you to these people. Or, oh, here's something that I learned and failed at and lost a lot of money. But if you avoid it, um, you don't have to go through that. And there's just so many people, especially here in Utah, it seems like entrepreneurs who are willing to share super valuable knowledge, stuff above and beyond what you'd learn in business school and college. Um, And so, yeah, that that would be my piece of advice, I guess, is try to – to reach out to people who've been through it and who've done it um, because that can save you a lot of pain and headache if you actually follow and listen to what they say. So that's been a huge blessing for us. And probably a big reason as to why we haven't had any super horrible moments yet, knock on wood, super crazy stories, other than little things here and there um, is because we've been really fortunate to have good people around us who've been through, starting businesses and failed at businesses and um, just gave us some awesome advice on what to do next. It's great.
1: Cool.
3: So the question is like what advice to give to mm-hmm. an entrepreneur? Yeah. I think for me is just listen to the customer and really pay attention to like the feedback that they give you and just try to take care of them the best that you can. Uh, I saw this video of Jeff, bezos on youtube back when he was starting amazon and he was like internet schminternet is literally what he said which his whole company's like off the internet but he's like relentless customer service customer 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 so that's kind of the approach that i take and i think if anyone wants to start a business with a product or service as long as you just take care of the customer you're gonna be
4: like you can't fail so and that's that's yeah i think that that's Goes back to what we were talking about earlier with how do we foster brand loyalty if you, if you look at some of our reviews that's probably 50% of it is our customer service um, so what he's saying is a hundred percent true because that's that's kind of what he quit his day job for to, to kind of head that on and so that's been really big in our
0: development as well for sure well you cool. must be good at it if that's what your customer hey, if they ask and, for something I just yeah, do it that's my yeah. philosophy <laughs> it's so. great well, thanks for being here, guys. Um, how do they? How do customers reach out to you just online? Is that the best way? Yeah.
2: Um, for those that are here in Utah, you can go try them on at Shields if you want. Or you can just go straight to our website. If you search Primo Golf, you'll find us.
0: And you're active on Instagram, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, Instagram by far is our, our top spot. So, And it's honestly probably a, the best place to go to because you can kind of scroll through and see what our brand is like and kind of the you know, the vibe that some we golf give up
0: tips. I was looking at some golf yeah, tips today. That's right. So I'm going to get into the eighties now. <laughs> nice. Um, oh baby. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> I won't talk too much about this, but a huge part of the success that we've had is the fact that we've worked with some big golf influencers. Um, so that, I mean, we've, so, some of the top ones that you would find on golf. Instagram are wearing Primo, um, or have worn Primo. At some point in time so that's been huge for us cool so we've really taken advantage of instagram
3: should we give a sneak peek of a, a polo that has not yet been released but we're going to release pretty pretty soon so like why don't let's, you do your let's pose. see the pose yeah well, well no, pose. what you should do is There's do this... the bogey pose and then the birdie pose <laughs> with so, this yeah. polo.
4: it seems pretty plain i guess
1: for those just listening, you'll have to go onto the YouTube
4: channel and exactly. check this out. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> but if you're feeling yourself a little bit, you know we're the athletic. Like golfer. rally cap in baseball, right? Yep. We got the the surprise secret sublimation under the sleeve. Nice. Oh, Show that. off the guns a look little bit. Look at that. <laughs> yes. But you know, once the game starts going south, you get a little humble. You put it back down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. That's cool, man. Great.
4: Well, thanks for being on the
1: podcast, and uh, we look forward to the great success you're going to have at Primo. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you.